Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. We've seen so many things happen. In fact, it's been a great couple of weeks. So many things have happened. But listen, Lord, the people are getting hungry. Uh, The people need food. The people need rest. Uh, Don't you think, Jesus, that it's time to just kind of shut this thing down? Don't you think it's time to let them go? Don't you think it's time for them to find for themselves the things that they need? I wonder if they were as much concerned about the people who were there as they were maybe about themselves. We often put that on someone else when it's our problem. But you know, I don't blame them for being that way. It's exactly what I would be doing after touring the countryside, after doing ministry, and now having squeezed the last drops of energy to help Jesus fulfill his compassion for the people. I would be looking for an angle that gets the job done so that I can go home. I'll confess, I've done that before. I've done that here. I'm not proud of it, but it's a reality. And I'm sure that all of you have done it too in some way or another. But we come to the part that is really fascinating, the part that really, I think, communicates the most to us this morning, and that is Jesus' response. To all of that, Jesus said this, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. Truth point number three, there is this phrase that gets thrown around, and it gets thrown around pretty glibly if you ask me, and that phrase is this, God will never give you more than you can handle. How many of you have ever heard that? Uh, How many of you have ever said that? God will never give you more than you can handle. Let me tell you what, that is a sappy lie. I'm not kidding now. That is a sappy, emotional lie. Mark this down. God specializes in giving us more than we can handle. So the next time somebody says that to you, just roll your eyes. Because that's all that statement is worth. And don't you dare ever repeat it again. Because God specializes in, in giving us more than we can handle. And the proof is right here in the statement. You give them something to eat. Really? Twelve exhausted men? They're out in a desolate place. They, they, they left their Visa Awards card at home. There's not a high V anywhere to be seen. And there are 10,000 plus hungry mouths to feed? And you tell us, Jesus, to give them something to eat? Try selling that statement, God will never give you more than you can handle to this group of men. And let's see if they buy it. Because I don't think they would have any of it. In fact, what we see in verse 13 of Luke 9 is that there's a a certain amount of pushback. Statement of of you giving them something to eat. The response was, well, now Lord, we only have five loaves of bread and two little fish here. This is all we have available to us. And, you know, if we could go and buy enough for everybody, that would be wonderful. But but, uh, there's nowhere to go. In John chapter 6, where he records this same account, the apostle John writes that Philip informed 200 denarii, and denarii was considered a day's wage. So what he was saying there is that Jesus, days worth of money, would not buy enough bread for each of these people to even have a little bit. What do you mean, give them something to eat? And we ask the question, why is Jesus pushing them so? 
Does he really? Honestly, think about this now. We're reading the text. Do you, do you think he really expects them to feed those people? Is that what he's really driving at? Is he being sarcastic about the issue and he's just kind of mocking them to show them how inept they are? What's he doing here? Well, truth point number four tells us exactly what he's doing. Jesus is pushing his disciples to do what their past experiences were meant to teach them. What were all those experiences that we've looked at so far in the Gospel of Luke? What were those experiences supposed to teach his disciples? Those experiences were supposed to teach them to ask him to meet the need. Had they not seen Jesus cast out demons? Had they not witnessed him heal leprosy? Had they not seen him restore a mangled hand to full health or give a lame man strength to walk again or a woman who had 12 years of hemorrhaging blood and healed her by just her touching the hem of his garment had they not seen jesus raise the dead to live again had they not personally seen him rebuke the wind and the waves causing the sea to become still and had they not experienced receiving his power themselves to go out and heal and cast out demons and preach the kingdom of God. Had they not experienced all those things? Oh, no, they had. They had. And listen to me. If all of those experiences should have taught them anything, it should have taught them that there is nothing too big, there is nothing too small that God cannot do. And it should have taught them that their master is God. In fact, there was no need to send people away. I believe the lesson that learned was this. Ask me. Ask me. Just ask me and I'll display kingdom power and authority that will glorify the Father. And and it will benefit all these people. I think of James chapter 4. Where it says we have not because we... What was that? We have not because we... Because we ask now, now think of Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, which tells us that we are to seek and ask and knock. So oftentimes we don't ask. And that's what we find with the disciples. Despite everything they'd experienced, despite who they should have known Jesus to be, they do not ask. All they do is point to the obvious, hopeless situation, and they wring their hands in worry of what will happen to them and to the people that were facing them. I assure you of this, that when Jesus said, give them something to eat, it was a statement to draw out from them this confession. Jesus, we can't do that, but you can. We can't, but you can. I believe Jesus was looking for them to say something like this, Lord, You can do that. Would you glorify yourself by providing a meal for these people just like you dropped manna from heaven for our ancestors in the wilderness? That's what he was waiting for. That's what they should have been asking. Well, I find it all too easy for me to rail against the dullness of the disciples. It's just too easy. It's like shooting fish in a a barrel. They should have done better, yes. They should have had more faith, absolutely. They should have uh, seen the evidence after evidence and, and been able to figure it out from there. 
But you know what I find? I find that when I am railing against the disciples, the Spirit of God comes and he shows me my dullness. And he says, Mike, what about you? How dull are you? How many times have I rescued you? How many times have I provided for you? In the 59 years you have lived, have you ever missed a meal? Have you ever not had a car? Have you never not had a house? Have you never had health care when you needed it? I mean, have I ever failed you? And I have to hang my head and say, no, Lord. And he says to me then, why aren't you calling on me on these issues you're facing right now? In fact, I want to tell you, there is an issue in the church. I'm not going to talk about it. It's not a horrendous big issue, but it's a big issue to me. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm having fear that we're not going to be able to settle this issue. And, and, and quite frankly, one of our elders even wrote me a, an email and said, yeah, I, I, I sense that you're just wringing your hands, Pastor Mike. You know, and that just cut me. It was like, it wasn't their intention, but it did. I was like, he's right. I'm just wringing my hands. I'm just acting like my God cannot supply. That's hogwash. He has. Just look at this. Just look at this church having transitioned after 104 years of being a different ministry. Has God been faithful? He's been abundantly faithful. And so why should I doubt him now? However, despite my faithlessness, I have found that Jesus always remains faithful. He has promised to do that. And he remained faithful to these first-generation disciples as well. We find in the text that he took the five loaves and the two fish, he lifted them toward heaven, and he offered a blessing. Now, the blessing that he offered is not recorded in the text, but standard, well-known blessings that would have been offered at such a time like this are recorded in Jewish historical records. And so it would be very likely that he would have lifted those elements toward heaven and said something like, Blessed be you, O Lord our God, King of the world, who causes bread to come forth from the earth. Whatever it is that he said, it was a blessing, it was simple, and it was brief. And then we find that Jesus took the loaves and the fish. Most likely they were in a basket, and he gave them to the disciples. There was a basket for Peter, there was a basket for James, there was a basket for John. And we have to stop and say, well, wait a minute now. There were only five loaves and two fish. How do we get three baskets full of food there? Well, it wasn't just three baskets full of food. Those baskets kept coming and they kept coming and they kept coming until all of the 10,000 or more people, for sure 5,000 men, until they'd all eaten and were satisfied. And the Bible tells us that when it was all over and they went around the area and they picked up all the scraps, there were still 12 baskets full of leftovers amazing who but God the one who called into being things that had no being who but God could do that indeed so I reference us back to the email blast on Friday and the question that I posed at the beginning of my block that question was this what do you need to feed 5,000 men plus women and children When all you have available are five loaves of bread and two small fish and 12 waiters to serve who are skeptical and want to go home. What do you need? And the answer is, that's what you need. Now, right now, I know that in giving that answer, there are people sitting here who are thinking to themselves, yeah, I knew you were going to say that, Mike. I knew you were going to say that. What do we need? We need Jesus. Because isn't that always your answer? It's Jesus, 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 Jesus. I mean, Jesus is the answer for everything, isn't he? And there's some people who are thinking, don't you have another response? And my response to that is, 
No, I don't. Because the truth is, is that Jesus is enough. He really is. He's enough because he is God. Through him, everything was created. And all of creation, the Bible tells us, was made for him. He is enough because he is Savior. Only through his blood shed on the cross and by his resurrection can sinners be forgiven and receive eternal life. Jesus is enough because Jesus is Lord. He is the one who is making all things work together for the ultimate good of those who loved him and are called according to his purposes. And I tell you that Jesus is enough because Jesus is King. He promised to come to earth again to establish a kingdom where he will rule and reign and where all things will be brought under his loving authority and power and there will be peace and prosperity. You say, do you really believe that? Yes, I really do with all my heart. And so I say to you this morning that Jesus is enough because Jesus is God. He is Savior. He is Lord. And he is King. And is there anything else, honestly, that we need? Is there any other place we could possibly go? I think of Peter's confession when Jesus shared a very tough teaching and the crowds turned and walked away. And Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, aren't you going to go too? And Peter said, well, where would we go? You alone have the word. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.